Hello, everybody. My name is Solomon Farner, um, and welcome to the first episode of the Good Husband Podcast. Um, so, yeah, the first thing I kind of wanted to just dive into is, is what is this podcast and why does it exist? Um, and, and honestly, it doesn't exist yet. This is the first episode, so I don't want to just speak without like the will of God in my words of like, hey, maybe this is the only episode. Maybe this is it. Maybe I won't even post this. But um, yeah, the idea behind it is just kind of to go into a little bit of backstory. I've been, uh, I, I dated my wife for six years before we got married. Um, and yeah, we were engaged for a little under a year. And then we just recently got married a month and a half ago. Um, but, but in my life, I didn't have very many examples of what it looked like to be in a really long-term relationship and, and to continue to put God at the center of that relationship. I was in community with um, five or six guys, but none of them had been in a situation like I was in, and I was the first one to get engaged. Um, now someone else is engaged, which is great, so I can kind of help them, and, and, and if they have questions, I can kind of help them too, and he's he's way wiser than I am, so I want to come at this with humility, um, but I've yet yeah, had a little bit of experience, so if uh, I, I can provide kind of a resource for him in that way. Um, but kind of the idea behind this podcast is to really openly share what it's like to walk through the first steps in marriage and to continue to become a better husband. Um, so right now, the good husband, that doesn't describe me. Um, I'm trying to to do as best I can, but I, I'm, I'm, pers- I'm in pursuit of being a good husband and a godly husband. So um, yeah, that's kind of the goal behind this podcast, just like I didn't really have anyone to walk me through the first steps of marriage. I didn't know what it was look like to, or what it looked like to um, pursue a woman in a godly way. Uh, I've I have three awesome brothers in law that that are very godly men. Each of them and have led my sisters super well um, in their marriages so far. But I, I can't hear about kind of the sin struggles or anything like that. And it's a little bit weird because it's obviously about my sisters. But, um, yeah, so I wanted to kind of provide that for other people and provide a resource that hopefully um, helps young men that are pursuing their wives and um, pursuing their girlfriends and serious relationships to marriage and kind of set an expectation of, hey, this is kind of what, what it looks like to be very new and fresh in marriage and to start to learn all these things um, to hopefully save them from being in a position that I've been in and and the conflicts that I've been in with my wife and um, the ways that I've led her poorly. Um, So yeah, I kind of wanted to just dive in. So so what kind of sparked this idea um, in my head? So I was at a Taylor Swift concert last weekend. And if you've heard anything about these concerts, you'll know that this is the craziest thing ever. Um, I spent 10 hours online kind of searching for these tickets and um, in, a, in a queue for so many hours. And then I emailed Ticketmaster and then they returned my email three weeks later or whatever. I emailed them back. Then I sent in some money um, to try to get more of these or to try to get these tickets and secure them. Overall, it was a very wild process. Uh, probably probably a month and a half I spent on this process trying to get these tickets, and I became a member of the Taylor Swift fan club on Ticketmaster somehow. So to try to get pre-orders and stuff like that, it was a whole whole process. Um, ended up securing a couple tickets to to the Minneapolis show um, and the Nosebleeds, um, and it actually was a really really fun concert. But yeah, drove three hours up, spent two hundred dollars on a crappy hotel for the night. Um, and yeah, ended up going to that concert, but I, the way that I was going into that concert was, was very selfishly. I, uh, had this mindset of like, is it like, I'm going to go in and sit down and not have to worry about, 
um, enjoying this concert. I don't like Taylor Swift. Like, I don't really want to be here. I would rather be so many other places. I don't want to try to walk and find her friends and take all these pictures. Um, and sure enough, yeah, we, we went and we waited outside for her friends for 45 minutes. Ended up, they ended up going in. We had to go find them, um, which ended up being like third level. We had to go up three escalators to get up there. Um, then we had to walk to find them. And then we walked back to the escalators and took a picture right by the escalators with them. And it was a super long process. Finally got back to our seats, watched one of the openers. She told me like, hey, I have another friend that wants these pictures. So we went out and we went to the first level all the way back downstairs and then we took a picture with her and then Jocelyn wanted to take a picture with me. And if you know me, you know, I absolutely hate pictures. Um, so I was just not having it. And at, at, it was by this time I was just grumpy um, and just angry about being there and having to do all this. And then I was trying to have a good attitude, but it didn't work very well. And she could tell I was frustrated. We went back up to our seats, sat down. By this time we'd missed the second opener or we caught like the back end of her or something. And then we sat down and she asked to take a selfie with me. And it was at this time, like, nope, I'm done. Like, I'm not taking any more selfies. Like, we've taken so many pictures. We've spent hours trying to get these pictures. I'm done. Um, And she could tell it kind of pissed me off. (laughs) And and so she was, yeah, obviously turned off by that, like, upset and and just knew I was grumpy. And she's like, you can't, like, this is the best night of my life. You can't, like, do all this. Like, you can't be grumpy. You're you're ruining the experience, whatever. Um, And we, we got in the concert and she was just trying to dance and, like, enjoy this experience. And I was just... I don't, I don't particularly like to dance at concerts. I usually just like, will stand and watch. And like, I enjoy concerts. I love going to concerts. My wife and I go to concerts all the time. Um, but yeah, when you, when you see me at a concert, you'd think I wouldn't be enjoying it because I'd just stand there and watch. Um, and yeah, sometimes I'll bob my head, but most of the time I'm just standing with my arms crossed. And that's really just cause I love to like experience it. And I love to like see all the production stuff. I like the dancing. Um, I think it's really cool to see how artists are like very creative in that way and the way that they kind of design their shows. Um, and just like to listen to the talent, but Jocelyn is not that way. Um, and she enjoys concerts if I'm dancing with her and like seeing the lyrics straight to her face without watching the show, like all this stuff. So she's just the complete opposite of me at concerts. Um, and to me, uh, I was getting frustrated with her because she just kept looking at me, trying to get a reaction out of me, like trying to get me to enjoy this concert in the way that she enjoys it. And I kept having this thought of like, haven't I done enough? Like we've, I've spent so many hours on this, spent a lot of money trying to get these tickets. We drove three hours, stayed in a like crappy hotel that I had to pay for that, but obviously that we had to pay for now. Um, but we had to pay for this crappy hotel, um, all this stuff, like hadn't I done enough? (laughs) And then like, it was like, God smacked me in the face. He's like, you like, there is no enough. Like, why would you go into a posture like that? with your wife who you love like she this concert is for her like you did all this for her like love her well through this and so then I realized like man like I'm an idiot like for the first month and a half of the relationship I would just not put as much effort into pursuing her and loving her well um, because I thought I'd done enough like I thought that if I did all this stuff like spent so much time pursuing her, like spent six years, obviously we got married. I work hard to try to like provide. And then like this concert, like I'd I'd done all this stuff to get there. And then we drove six hours, whatever. And it was like, what, isn't this enough for you? Like, what else do you want from me? Why do you want my attention? Just enjoy this. Like I did this for you. But then it's like, 
bro, like stop, (laughs) stop trying to get enough, start trying to pursue your wife. Like there is no enough. Enough is not like providing these experiences. It's not like providing these materials to her. It's like, you, you should just try to love her well and give her attention. Um, and I realized that, yeah, for the last month and a half, I'd just been pursuing enough. Like I hadn't been pursuing pleasing her and loving her well and like showing her affection and like, she's a physical touch person and I'm not. Um, and I had this thing of like, I, I feel like I've done enough. Like I don't need to continue to give you hugs or like give you a kiss on the cheek every once in a while. Like I don't need to do that because I've done enough already. Like, (laughs) and that's just such a silly thought. And I think that that's a thought that probably a lot of people are like a lot of young husbands are smacked with, um, in their first month of marriage of like, aren't you like, have it, isn't this enough for you? Like, why do you still want stuff from me? But it's like such a selfish thought of like, man, you're just trying to please yourself. Like you're just trying to comfort your own insecurities by saying that you've done enough so that you don't have to do the hard stuff. And so it's like, man, like that's just so tough. And that's something that I wouldn't have realized um, had I not experienced that. But why wouldn't that have been something that like I would have loved if somebody had told me that like it's dangerous when you get married because you're going to think that there's um, something you can do to achieve like this, this point where you don't have to work any harder, but that's just not the case. Like there's not an enough point. There's not a point that you hit where you don't have to put effort into your wife. You should continue to pursue her and love her well and to, um, sacrifice your life for hers in every way that you possibly can. Um, and I just, yeah, was not thinking about that and I wasn't trying to pursue her like God pursued me and I wasn't trying to be a godly husband. I was just trying to give her enough to the point where she could not have to bother me (laughs) in that way. So yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult to pursue that because like, really like I love Jocelyn so much and she was just trying to experience that concert with me. Like she was just trying to share that experience. Like she loves Taylor Swift. She would have done anything to get at that concert and she would have watched that concert three or four times in a row if she could. And by dancing and singing to me and like bumping into me and trying to dance, like just have fun with me. She was just wanting to share that experience with me, but I was so caught up in my own insecurities and in my own anger um, that I like totally missed that. And I like right now, like I'm just feeling like overwhelmed with emotions of like, man, I'm so sorry. Like I ruined, like I potentially could have ruined that night. I think it was impossible to ruin that night. She loves Taylor Swift so much, but it it potentially could have been impossible for me to ruin that night for her. Um, And I, I could have done it had I, had I really like, if that would have been a smaller deal, I would have definitely destroyed that night for her just because I wasn't loving her in the way that she enjoys concerts. Like she was just trying to share that with me. She was so happy to be there and she just wanted to show me that and like appreciate me in that way by showing me she's having a ton of fun. And I was just selfish um, in wanting to please myself and, and wanting to enjoy myself and not love her in that way. So, yeah, I guess like the first topic is just like enough is not enough. Like there is no point that you're going to hit where you're going to be able to stop and sit back. You should continue to pursue your wife and please her in every way that you possibly can. Not because necessarily like that's not necessarily what you need to do, but it's like God continues to pursue us no matter what and continues to give us grace and to love us well. And so we should just return that favor for our wives. Um, And yeah, that's something that I wouldn't have learned had I not been so selfish for so long. Like, and, and yeah, to Jocelyn, like I sincerely apologize and I love you like so much for giving me grace and still like loving me through that. Um, and I'm sorry that I'm selfish and I haven't loved you well in that way. Um, and I promise like I'm going to do better. 
and she's not listening to this, she doesn't even know that I'm starting this podcast. Um, just because like, I want this to be something that I showed her at some point of like, Hey, look how much I've grown. Um, God willing that I, that I grow from this, but yeah, I guess, and, and thoughts is just like, man, like don't pursue enough, pursue your wife. Um, and so it's so easy to just put these marks in your head of like, Hey, this is once I do this, that's going to be enough. Once I do this, that's going to be enough. It's like, no, (laughs) that's not the case. You should just continue to pursue your wife and love her in every way possible. Um, and that will, that will, can be shown through actions that can be shown through words. Um, and she will obviously return that to you, um, in the way that she loves you well. And, and obviously like your relationships can be so much healthier if you just continue to pursue her. Um, and, and I think part of that for me is like, Hey, I've locked you up. Like we're married. You're not going anywhere. Now I can stop pursuing you. Now I can, now I'm safe. Like now I don't have to continue to show you that I love you because you know, I love you. Um, but then like I was seeing throughout the day, like, man, she doesn't feel loved by me. And that's my fault because I thought that this was enough. Like I thought that marrying you showed you that I loved you. Um, but then, yeah, to me, obviously I don't feel loved by physical touch, but I expect her to show me love through her words and through her actions. Um, but then in return, I'm like, oh, I've, I've married you. I know, you know, you love me or, you know, I love you. So I don't have to put in any effort. So I really was just a hypocrite um, and selfish. And yeah, I hope that if you're a young man that's looking to get married, this is a lesson that you've learned of like, hey, don't stop pursuing your wife. And I'm I'm sure I'm sure you've heard it before. And I've heard it a million times before I got married. Um, But I've never really like thought about it in terms of like, hey, what's what's a practical reason why? (laughs) Like what happens if I stop pursuing my wife like every day? So yeah, I hope this is helpful, but yeah, I'm going to hopefully upload every week and just kind of share my process. One second. Sorry, there was a guy that was just trying to sell me some solar power. Uh, Anyways, yeah, hopefully this will be a weekly thing where I can kind of keep it as a log of like, hey, this is what I've learned through marriage um, so that it can be a helpful guide to to young men that are either um, new to marriage like me um, or just pursuing marriage uh, in the future. So yeah, listen, listen next week. Hopefully I'll upload weekly. Um, But yeah, until next time.